All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, and I am joined by nobody. All right, we're flying solo tonight. The reason why I'm doing this, you're probably like, why is there a pot out? I decided, after getting some feedback from people, I would do a rapid, you know, round one recap. So what we're going to do here right now is I'm going to put a timer on. We're going to go one minute. I'll get my phone out right now. We're going to go one minute for every pick of the first round and my instant kind of reaction to it from last night. So I'm recording this on Friday. Round two of the draft is about to start in 15 minutes, give or take. So here we go. Before we start, listen, I'm going to need your help here. So follow at Beak Brands, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check out the website, beakbrands.com. If you're on you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe slash rate and review or follow the pod. And if you're on YouTube, uh, it might be a little, a little empty tonight because it's just me. But subscribe to the channel if you like what we're doing. Feel free to comment. I know last night, uh, you know, a lot of reactions going around. So that's kind of where we're at. Not going to waste any time. Right, hopefully this is less than, you know, 30 minutes. 25 is my goal. I know I said a minute for each team. There's 32 teams. But let's see if we can roll through these. All right. So here we go. Let's get it started. First pick of the draft, Trevor Lawrence. Obviously saw this one coming from, you know, 20 miles away. He was going to be the first pick in the draft since the day he walked onto Clemson's campus. All right, the Jaguars need him. He gets to build his little foundation there with Urban Meyer. Can Urban Meyer coach? I don't know. At the NFL level, we'll see. I'm sure he can, but obviously Lawrence was by far the top prospect in this draft. He has everything that a quarterback could want. Uh, the only worry with him is that, of course, he ends up on a team that does not have a history of, you know, being good. <laughs> so that's obviously a problem. But between him and the guys they already have, I wouldn't be surprised if this year they probably win like five or six games because they just don't have a good team around him. But, uh, you know, if he is even 85% as good as the hype on him, the Jaguars are going to be really, really good. Uh, for years to come. And look at that, 59 seconds. All right, here we go. Next pick, Zach Wilson, New York Jets. I know a lot of Jets fans fell in love with how Wilson was at his pro day. All right, I know, shout out to my boy Joe Kennedy right here. He can make those throws in his sleep, and he is not an NFL player. So throwing against air is not really that hard. However, I do like the pick for the Jets. He has a lot of upside. They need someone who can carry the team on his back because they do not have a good roster as of right now around him. He's cheap. They'll be able to build around him. My big concern is going from BYU, a.k.a. the middle of nowhere, uh, to the New York Jets, right? I mean, listen, you just went from a school that you could get kicked out of school for having premarital sex, and now you're playing for the Jets, okay? So that's a you know two different universes where we're at. I think he's a good player. Obviously, the Jets reset at quarterback. And I think that if you love a guy, you just got to pick him. And that's what the Jets did with Zach Wilson. All right, here we go. Next pick, Trey Lance. Luckily for the 49ers and their fans, they did not take Mac Jones. I was texting back and forth between myself and a couple of buddies. Uh, you know, if they took Mac Jones, that would have been replacing Jimmy Garoppolo with fat Jimmy Garoppolo. So that would have been real bad. 
Uh, I really like Trey Lance. I was put on to him before last season, like before, like right after the only year he started. Um, I think he's a really good player. He has a ton of upside. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan is going to make him look a lot better than he actually is. There's a debate whether you should play him or whether you should sit him. I don't think you have a choice. I know he didn't play last year, but you need to sit this guy. He's not ready to play right now. I'm not saying sit him for the whole year, but you could do what the Chiefs did with Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes. You play Jimmy G, as long as he's healthy and playing well, he plays. If he falls off a cliff after week five or six or he gets hurt, you insert Lance in there. I think he needs that time to learn the playbook, and I think that was a really good pick by the 49ers. All right, just over a minute that time. All right, here we go. Kyle Pitts, I get it. He's like a, you know, quote-unquote generational talent at tight end. Um, I mean, I guess I don't hate it because of that perspective of it, but, like, what changed between the Falcons before this pick and the Falcons after this pick? Their offense was already stacked. Their offense is still stacked. They can't rush the passer. They can't tackle. They can't cover anybody. So I also don't think Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. I don't think Matt Ryan's ever been a good quarterback. Um, obviously, he had the one MVP year with Kyle Shanahan, but like I said, he makes everybody look better than he actually is. Pitts is going to be a beast in pretty much any fantasy format because, like I said, the Falcons' defense is trash. Uh, the only reason I could see them doing this is because if they trade Julio, then they would need Kyle Pitts. So TBD on that. I don't hate the pick, but, I mean, he's the best player on the board, so you kind of had to do it. All right, here we go. Pick number five, Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase. No idea what you're doing, all right? Did you not see what happened to Joe Burrow last year? He was the most hit quarterback in the league. He was on pace to be the most hit quarterback of all time, whether it be sacks or quarterback knockdowns. The Bengals' offensive line is not good. Yes, they have Jonah Williams, who did not, like, he's a, all right, he's a first-round pick, but he hasn't lived up to it. They signed Riley Reef. Like, all right, there's a reason he got cut, right? You could have had... Penny Sewell, who was like, I, I'm is a surefire guy, to, in my opinion, to be really good. I get it, you know, Joe Burrow wanted his guy from LSU, Jamar Chase, but we gotta say, hey Joe, why don't you look at your knee and say, you know, maybe it might not be in our best interest to take this guy because he's not gonna be able to get the ball from you because uh, it's hard to play quarterback when you're laying on your back the whole game. Um, the Bengals will probably try to plug in some guards in the second and third rounds, but. I would have taken Sewell. That's just me personally. All right, here we go. Pick six, Jalen Waddle, Miami Dolphins. Uh, I like Jalen Waddle, but like I've been telling my friends, I have this new rule, and it's called the, the next Tyreek Hill rule. All right, so anytime somebody says that this guy is the quote next Tyreek Hill, uh, that means they're going to be underwhelmingly bad considered to that lofty expectation. All right, there's only one Tyreek Hill. He plays on the Chiefs. His first year, he was a gadget player. Andy Reid eventually developed him, and now he plays with the perfect quarterback for his skill set. Yes, Jalen Waddell is fast. Yes, I think Jalen Waddell is good. But ever since Tyreek Hill got, you know, has broken out, we've seen team after team try to find the next Tyreek Hill, and there just isn't one. All right, do I think Jalen Waddell is going to be the next Tyreek Hill with Tua? Tua? No, because I don't think Tua is any good. But this will help Tua out, you know, over the middle on those quick slants and quick out routes. I think Waddle will be solid. Um, that's who I would have picked if I was the Dolphins, if I wasn't going to take Penny Sewell, uh, and that's kind of what they did there. All right, so here we go. Next pick, Detroit Lions, Penny Sewell. So far, out of all the picks, this is my best value pick out of all the teams. 
This guy could play left tackle. He could play right tackle. He, he could play guard. He's pretty much going to be an all-pro at any position you put him in. And now the Detroit Lions offensive line between Decker, him, they still have Big V, and they obviously have other players on their offensive line. Their offensive line is really good, which they're going to need because Jared Goff's terrible. So they're going to be able to run the ball. I think this was a big boost for DeAndre Swift in fantasy, um, especially Dynasty. I have him in my home league, so God bless. But this was a no-brainer for the Lions. I don't even have to take the full minute. Like He was the best player on the board. He shouldn't have even been there. This was a great pick. Okay, here we go. J.C. Horn, Carolina Panthers, number eight overall. The Panthers' secondary was putrid last year. They were terrible. Uh, so adding Horn in there was a good pick for them. I'm more of a Pat Sertain guy, but all right, not the point. J.C. Horn's also a really good player. Uh, he could play press. He could play off. The Panthers really needed him, and I think he's a scheme fit for what they want to do. Uh, obviously, the Panthers are fully committed to Sam Darnold now. They picked up his fifth-year option, I saw on Twitter. Uh, they obviously did not take a quarterback. Horn's a really good player, and you're going to need DBs in that division. you got to cover Mike Thomas. you got to cover Julio. you got to cover Ridley. you got to cover Kyle Pitts, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. Like The receivers in that division are incredible. So you really need a guy who could stick with one of those dudes, and I think J.C. Horn definitely fits the bill for the Panthers. Obviously, as of now, uh, besides Jamar Chase, there are no like quote-unquote bad picks here. Not that Jamar Chase is bad, but uh, that's not who I would have taken. All right, here we go. Number nine, Denver Broncos. Pat Sertain, the second. This was a great pick. Denver's defense, high-key scary. All right? You got Darby. You got Sertain. You got, I believe they have Bryce Callahan, too. Obviously, you still have Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. I'm going to look up the Broncos roster as we go. Rapid fire. Let's see how fast my typing skills are here. Um, obviously, they still have Justin Simmons on the back end, who is, you know, the best safety in football. They still have a really good offense. Like, this team is scary. Oh, Fuller's the other guy they have. I forgot they picked him up from uh, Chicago. So now they have, yeah, they do have Callahan, Darby, Fuller, and Sertain. Their DBs are insane. Their pass rush is good. Obviously, they're building the opposite way to beat the Chiefs, which is just defense, defense, defense. Uh, I think they have a really good team, but obviously quarterback is going to hold them back. All right, here we go. Number 10, the first pick that I actually hate of this draft. Philadelphia Eagles, I have not a single clue as to what you're doing. You had holes all over the roster. Now, I get it. Wide receiver is technically a hole for this team. But if you listen to me or write, you know, listen, read anything I write, you know you can get skill position players in free agency or later rounds in the draft that are just as good as the guys that you have to waste first-round draft picks on. I didn't like Devonta Smith at Alabama. He's a little small for me. Now, I get it. People are like, oh, he's been small his whole life, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. NFL's a different story. I'm not saying he's going to be terrible, but you got to be careful with this guy. The other thing is you could have had Micah Parsons. You have no linebackers on your team whatsoever. Uh, you have no one who could tackle, and you have no one who could pass rush. Parsons could do both. But instead, you go out and trade up to get a receiver that I don't think the Cowboys were going to take. So, once again... Not really sure what we're doing here. You know, Eagles are going to Eagle, I guess. All right, number 11, Chicago Bears trade up, take Justin Fields. This was a really good pick, in my opinion, mostly because obviously they do not have a quarterback. 
and this is Matt Nagy's last-ditch effort to save his job. I think Fields is a little overrated. You know, I don't really like Ohio State quarterbacks, but, you know, it is what it is. The, the Bears need a quarterback. He's got a strong arm. He'll be able to play there. Obviously, this is a big boost for Allen Robinson's fantasy value because he actually has a quarterback that will throw the ball on the field, uh, which is a big problem for the Bears as of, as of late. Uh, and Fields, this is how bad the Bears franchise has been all time, actually has a chance to be their best quarterback that's ever played for the Bears. So that's kind of what we're looking at right there. Uh, so they traded at one next year, so that was a big pickup for the Chicago Bears. All right, pick 12, Micah Parsons. I can keep this one pretty short. Cowboys needed a linebacker because Leighton Van Der Esch could not stay on the field. He brings speed with Jalen Smith, and if Van Der Esch is playing, they have three linebackers that are really good. You're only as good on defense as your pass rush and your linebackers are. You can get away with subpar corners. And if your defense plays fast, which it's definitely going to now, um, obviously you have a better chance of upgrading your defense overall. I think it was a good pick for the Cowboys. They were able to trade down and still get the guy they wanted. Don't ask me how that happens. But, you know, Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones, whoever's running the team, uh, definitely with a good pick there. All right, here we go. Next one. Number 13, Rashawn Slater, L.A. Chargers. This was a great pick. They had just released Trey Turner in the offseason. They needed a tackle. They picked up a tackle. Slater, I thought, was a really good player. That's why I thought the Giants were going to take at pick 11 if they did not trade back. Um, we'll talk about the Giants a little bit later. But for the Chargers, like, listen, they just know how to pick players. Like, they just pick really good players all the time. The Chargers always have a good roster. I think they're going to be scary with Justin Herbert. Um, they're just good. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, they're just good talent evaluators. I like Slater, and he'll be there to protect Justin Herbert, which is obviously something you need, especially because Herbert... He can run, but he kind of stays in the pocket, which is nice. Like, he looks to throw first. So I like the Slater pick for the Chargers. All right, here we go. Next one, pick 14, Elijah Vera Tucker, New York Jets. They trade up to 14 with the Vikings. This is a great pick for the Jets because I've been saying since well before Beak Brands was even a concept idea, you need fat linemen up front. And the Jets are finally listening. They have Makai Becton. They have this guy. They have McGovern at center. Between the three of them, they have three-fifths of their offensive line is in pretty good shape. I'm assuming they're going to take another offensive lineman at some point, whether it's tonight or over the weekend. But this was a home-run pick for the Jets. It only cost them two third-round picks to move up and take this guy. And as my dad would say, it doesn't really matter that they have to give two third-round picks up because anyone picked after the second round doesn't make the team anyway. All right, so this was a great pick by the Jets. I think they crushed the first round of the draft. And I'm not just saying that. You guys know I'm honest. So that's where we're looking there. Next pick, number 15, New York Patriots, Mac Jones. Saw this one coming. All right, the second he fell down, they just had to take him. All right, so they replace Tom Brady with Tom Brady 2.0, where he doesn't have any overwhelming, you know, uh, Oh my God, tools. I don't know why I just had a brain fart there. But he's accurate. He gets the ball out on time. And he's the king of the three-yard pass. I think the Patriots offense is going to pick up right where it left off. 
Jones will probably be starting by week four or five because Cam Newton sucks. This is a really good pick by the Patriots only because they needed a quarterback. Actually, I don't want to say it's a really good pick because I don't know if he's at, this guy's actually going to be good, but I just trust Belichick and McDaniels to like make everybody look good. So obviously this is a no-brainer, and he goes from Alabama, which is run like the Patriots, to the Patriots, which is obviously, you know, run like the Patriots. All right, here we go. Next team, Arizona Cardinals, Zayvon Collins, linebacker, Tulsa. At first, I didn't hear it right. I thought they took the lineman. I was like, what are you doing? Um, they needed another linebacker because they need someone who can kind of run sideline to sideline. He plays a little coverage. I think he's a little bit of everything. I think this also helps them find a home for Isaiah Simmons because if this guy is going to be part of your linebacking core, and obviously you already have Chandler Jones and friends because Chandler Jones will be back, I think this kind of either puts Simmons in a specific linebacker spot or they put Simmons in safety and they play him as like their nickel, you know, DB slash linebacker hybrid guy. Uh, so I think the Zayvon Collins pick helps out Isaiah Simmons, so it kind of gives the Cardinals a two-for-one type of deal. Okay, next pick, number 17, Las Vegas Raiders, Alex Weatherwood. I was worried because the first two AFC West teams both hit on their picks with the Chargers and then the Broncos. But leave it to the Raiders to always mess up their first-round pick. All right, I'm not sure who's making the picks, whether it's Mayock or Gruden. But either whoever it is has no idea what they're doing. All right, Leatherwood, I heard could go end of the first round, like to mid-second. Well, I heard. I mean, I was reading it. I didn't hear anything. Um, <laughs> you're taking this guy 17 overall. They did this last year with Damon Arnett. They did it the year before that with Cleveland Farrell. Like, I don't know what – you're overthinking your first-round picks. Like, you just got to take best player available. You blew up your entire offensive line to take a guy who's not as good as the guys you just let go. Very interesting move by the Raiders, and by interesting, I mean terrible. All right, here we go. Pick number 18, Jalen Phillips. This is a good pick by the Dolphins. According to, you know, the rumor on the street there, uh, he was the best pure edge rusher in this draft. You can never have enough edge rushing talent. I think the Dolphins obviously needed some help at pass rush. Listen, the, the Dolphins, at this point, I think they're just a well-run organization. They just know how to do things the right way. They're a good team. They just missed the playoffs last year. I think Jalen Phillips is going to help them in this division, obviously, because now you got to get after Josh Allen. you got to get after Zach Wilson. And obviously, you know, Mac Jones is a statue back there. So obviously Jalen Phillips is a good pickup for the Dolphins. Anytime you take a lineman or an edge rusher, I don't hate it pretty much ever. Um, all right, here we go. Next pick, Mr. Davis here, Washington football team. Uh, at first, I was thinking of the Snoop Dogg GIF, like the who? Um, but then after reading about him and watching some stuff on YouTube, uh, he's he's a good sideline, the sideline linebacker. He runs back and forth really well. He's a tackle machine, and it looks like you can sink him in underneath coverage. I think the way Ron Rivera is going to use him is the way he used Luke Keekley for the Panthers. I don't think he can cover like Luke Keekley because Luke Keekley's coverage skills at linebacker were like ridiculous. But in terms of running sideline to sideline and just cleaning up all these missed tackles, I think he's going to be a great fit for Washington. Right? I mean, your front four is insane between Payne, Allen, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Matt Ioannidis will be back. Now you have this guy to anchor your linebacking core. You still have Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, Washington's defense is really good, uh, and I like this pick for Washington. 
All right, here's another one that made absolutely no sense. New York Giants, Katerius, Tony, or Tooney, however the hell you say his last name. This was a terrible pick, all right? I get it. You got an extra first rounder and I think a third and a fourth to move back to 20. This guy is not who I would have taken. You pretty much needed every position on the team except for receiver, and you went out and took a receiver who wasn't even the best receiver on the board. You signed Kenny Galladay to be your number one receiver, and then you took Tony, or Tooney, or however you say it, whatever. Um, in my opinion, you pretty much just drafted McCall Hardman in the first round, and McCall Hardman's better than this guy. Like They're like, oh, he can return punts. Like It's the first round. You don't pick special teams in the first round. This move will 100% get Dave Gettleman fired. Um, but at least next year, the new GM will have two first-round picks to make up for this terrible pick right here. All right, here we go. Number 21, Indianapolis Colts, Quiddy Pay. Now, I don't really like anyone from Michigan. There's just something about Michigan players overall, Ohio State quarterbacks, and Notre Dame skill players that I just don't like them. Um, but listen, Chris Bauer is a really good GM. So if Chris Ballard likes him, I guess I like him. Right? Obviously, he comes from the Chiefs front office. This guy knows what he's doing. That's how he got the Colts job. Colts roster is really good. Uh, they needed edge rush help because their pass rush is mediocre. Uh, so, obviously, now you have Pay on the outside, DeForest Buckner on the inside. You got some dudes now up front. Uh, with uh, Obviously, they have other players as well. You know, Darius Leonard, a linebacker who can run around. This is a good pick by the Colts. All right, next one. Number 22, Caleb Farley. I'm surprised. Like, I really liked Farley. I wrote about him last week. I think he was obviously one of the top three corners in this draft, and I think he would have went higher if he didn't have multiple back surgeries. But after what the Titans just did with Isaiah Wilson with, like, a questionable first-round pick, the fact that they were going to go out and roll the dice again to take another questionable first-round pick, obviously this is not for off-the-field concerns. This is medical concerns. Um, I mean, obviously, they really needed a corner, and he's a good player. If he's healthy, he's going to be good for them. But I just mean, in general, I'm surprised that they rolled the dice on another questionable first-round pick. But, hey, you know, sometimes you just got to admit you're wrong, move on, take the next best guy. I think Farley was also a good pick. All right, here we go. Minnesota Vikings. Christian Darasaw. I'm not going to overthink this one. Vikings offensive line, not that great. Wiley Reef now plays for the Bengals. You needed a tackle. You run the ball a ton. This guy can move people. He can pass block. I think the Vikings are a good team. Like I'm surprised they were as bad as they were last season. Uh, and I think that's going to be one of those teams where I just throw it out and kind of say, hey, they're going to be back this season. Um, and I think Darius will help them do that. So, And they got two extra third-round picks in the deal with the Jets. So, listen, the Vikings, like I said before, for the Dolphins, they're just a well-run organization, all right, and I like this pick for them. All right, number 24, Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris. Uh, I do not like taking running backs in the first round. Makes absolutely no sense. You can get running backs in the third and fourth round who are just as good. They have a lot less mileage on their body. Uh, for Pittsburgh, they had other areas of need, in my opinion. Like I said, you can get running backs off the scrap heap. Not saying that Harris is a bad player because he's not. He's obviously really good. Uh, the Steelers' offensive line couldn't run block last year, and now you think they're going to run block now just because they have a better running back? Like, that's doubtful. Um, obviously, he fits the brand they want to play, which is like this tough physical ball, which they did not play last year. They played total finesse ball. Um, but Harris is a good player. 
I just, for me personally, running backs in the first round, that's a no-go. Uh, but quick dynasty note on him, he's probably going to be a top three pick in pretty much every single format there is, including two quarterback leagues. That's how good he is. All right, number 25, Travis Etienne. Uh, I actually like him better than Najee Harris. I like running backs that can catch the ball. Etienne can do that. Uh, same rules apply, though. Would not take a running back in the first round. You didn't even need a running back because James Robinson was a beast last year. But I get it. You want to pair him back with Trevor Lawrence. I just... I'll just never understand why teams take running backs in the first round. I'll just never understand it. Uh, ETN for fantasy should be like a godsend this year. And in dynasty drafts, like he's probably the 1-1 one, one, uh, in non-two quarterback leagues. Obviously, Lawrence would probably be the first overall pick in that, even though I don't believe in taking quarterbacks early uh, in dynasty drafts, but not the point. And I just got the update here. The New York Jets have selected Elijah Moore with number 34 overall. The draft's on behind me, so that's exciting. Uh, here we go. We're almost done here with the first round. So number 26, Greg Newsom. Uh, another guy I wrote about last week. I thought he was going to be a candidate for the Jets if they stuck at pick is it what they have, 23. Yeah, 23. Um, obviously, the Browns get him. Listen, the Browns have a really talented roster. So kind of like how Daniel Jones has no excuses for the Giants right now, same thing with Baker Mayfield. you got dudes everywhere. I think Baker Mayfield is just kind of like Alex Smith, where he's not amazing, but he's not terrible. Not that that's a bad thing, but listen, I mean, they got another good player. Now They can pair him with Denzel Ward back there. Obviously, they have pretty much their entire team returning for the most part. I like this pick for the Cleveland Browns. All right, number 27, Rashad Bateman, Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are going to try to force Lamar Jackson to work. Listen, I got bad news for you. You just got to take a bunch of athletic tight ends. Now, Bateman profiles is like the oversized slot receiver, you know. Listen, Lamar Jackson cannot throw the ball more than 20 yards in games that matter. You need to control the line of scrimmage. You just traded Orlando Brown, who we're going to talk about in a second. Obviously, there was no alignment available to take with this pick. Um, it's a, it's a shame because I kind of liked him for Dynasty. I mean, his career is over as far as fantasy football goes. He'll probably never be relevant. Um, that's a shame. But as far as real football goes, he'll probably help the Ravens a tad. But like I said, I just don't. I'm not a Lamar Jackson in the playoffs truther. I don't know why you keep wasting picks on receivers. But he did need another weapon because obviously Willie Sneed was out here like trying to carry the team on his back. All right, number 28, Peyton Turner, New Orleans Saints. The Saints do this. They just take big traits, guys, because their team is incredible. Um, they need to get after the quarterback. Obviously, they're going to pair him with Cam Jordan, Davenport, and other guys that they have on the squad. Uh, he was a late riser from what I was reading. You know, he wasn't really like this highly touted guy. Um at first, but once they saw his traits and kind of rewatched his tape, they realized this guy could be really, really good for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and listen, I mean, oh, it's really dark where I am right now. Wow, look at that. Um, I just think he's a really good player. Uh, well, he could be a really good player for a Saints team that could use him to kind of give him that extra boost, especially because they lost Drew Brees. All right, here we go. Next pick, 29, Green Bay Packers. Eric Stokes. Now, I'm assuming the reason they took this guy was because Kevin King, like, 
you know, got beat up and his lunch money taken from him in the playoff game against Tampa Bay. Uh, but once again, like this, the the constant fu to Aaron Rodgers, like I do, I do not understand. Uh, and we're gonna talk more about Aaron Rodgers as time goes on here, because we have plenty of time to talk about it. I mean, I guess they needed a corner, but like at some point, you got you gotta help Aaron Rodgers out. You just gotta do it. There's a lot of drama there. I mean, I get it. Like I said, you needed a corner, but like Jesus. Why you got to piss off your quarterback like that? Let's just go to the next team. Buffalo Bills. Look, Greg Rousseau, Edge, Miami. I When I wrote my article last week, Buffalo could have went in like 20 different directions. They opted for some extra pass rush. Their pass rushers are getting older in age. They're both on the uh, bad side of 30 years old. So Rousseau should add some youth to that group. I'm not sure how impactful he's going to be right away. Uh, but like I said, Buffalo doesn't really have a lot of holes. So I thought it was a good pick for them. I mean, obviously, I think they're the current favorites in the AFC East. Uh, the Broncos just took Javante Williams with the 35th pick in the NFL draft. How exciting. Okay. Um, that just killed Melvin Gordon's dynasty value. All right, here we go. Number 31, Baltimore Ravens again. They got this pick from the Chiefs in the Orlando Brown trade. They traded a top five left tackle, or maybe top seven or eight. I think he's a top five left tackle. For a pass rusher, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Odefi Owa, something like that. Sorry if I'm you know butchering that completely. For a traits pass rusher. Don't get it. Don't get it at all. The Chiefs fleece them in this trade, especially based off who's on the board. The Ravens make the most out of these guys, but still, come on. You're just being mad disrespectful at this point with the way you treated Orlando Brown and then taking this guy. All right, here we go. Last pick of the first round, Joe Tryon, or Tryon. I don't know how to say his name either. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, edge rusher. Look, they're just adding, obviously, to JPP, Shaq Barrett, and friends up front. Um, that's how they win. They win up front. He's, a, I mean, listen, if this guy's going to be your like rotational edge pass rusher guy I mean Tampa's team is sick obviously and they're bringing back all of their starters from last season in an attempt to you know run it back go to the Super Bowl again um, where they will probably meet the Chiefs with an offensive line this time so that'll be exciting uh, and I think obviously this was another good pick for Tampa I thought a lot of these picks were good the only question marks I really had were obviously the Packers pick don't know what you're doing there um, taking any running back in the first round is questionable to me the Giants pick, like, what are you doing? The Raiders pick, what are you doing? And the Eagles pick, what are you doing? But the typical franchises that make these kind of mistakes. So we're at 31 minutes, so I'm a little bit over my goal of 30 minutes, but that's okay because we had the intro on there too. So listen, if you like what I just did, the video might be a little dark, but that's all right because uh, obviously you're here for the audio content. So look. Follow Beak Brands, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We'll have plenty of other draft content coming out. Check out the website, beakbrands.com. And if you're a listener or a watcher on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, follow, rate, and review the podcast. Help us out. I'm going to go watch the rest of this NFL draft right here, but I just wanted to give you guys a quick rapid-fire round one update. So we'll be back next week with more content. Here we go.